Welcome to the Yours is the Story podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Julia. And I'm Jill. This is a storytelling podcast that entertains, encourages, and points you to Jesus. Hi, guys. So a few weeks back, we had Sam Johnson on the podcast. It was an awesome episode. There was bobcats, there was sharks, and there was um, a happy <laughs> lunch story. But he also shared with us another part of his story, and we're excited for you to hear this today. For our uh, young aspiring entrepreneurs out there, I'm going to talk about the first time I started my first business and kind of the process of that. And because I'm sure, I mean, pretty much everybody I know at some point has thought about starting a business. I thought about a million different ideas before I ever did one, kind of whatever would talk about it and never do it. Uh, But anyways, at some point I ended up doing one. So I'm going to talk about that. So yeah, kind of the story origins, this would have been back, uh, this would have been back when me and Julie were dating. I was working at a church and I was looking for like part-time work on the side and kind of done some different things. I was talking to my friend Neil and he was like, uh, he's like, you should talk to Josh. He needs, I know he's been hitting me up. He needs help stump grinding. And I'm like, dude, what is stump grinding? I'm like, that, that, that just sounds like weird. I'm like, what, like, what does that even mean? Like, what is a like? He's like, yeah, with a stump grinder. I'm like, that doesn't explain it anymore. Like, what is a stump grinder? What is stump grinding? So, anyway, stump grinding is you know whatever they make a machine that turns basically it's like a kind of like a saw blade on the front of, imagine a saw blade on the front of a lawnmower turns a stump a tree stump after they cut the tree down that turns the stump into mold and so anyway so uh, he's like josh needs some he's hitting me up he needs help uh with the stump grinding he hires me from time to time but i know he needs somebody like more regular shout out to josh hamilton by the way the, the stump father um, uh, shout out. Uh, josh if you're listening i still love you so anyway so i texted him and i was like i was like yeah i was like i was like you know neil said you might be looking for whatever he never texted me back and i was like man um and then but i'm still like looking for work and then neil t- and then talked to neil again and he's like no like yeah josh is for sure like looking he's like text me today and i'm like dude i texted the guy the other day didn't say anything so anyways so i texted him again I'm like hey if you're still looking whatever um so then i get a call one morning at like 6 30 in the morning and he's like hey it's josh he's like if you want to work you, you, you get down to written and i'm like okay sweet um and so fortunately i was awake worked worked for him kind of like throughout the summer and stuff and then when things like slowed down the winter was just back to working for the church so we also got married at the end of the summer and being married also made me realize that even after a wedding, we needed more money. And so uh, having a wife can be expensive as well. Especially when your wife wants sushi. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is very, when she wants shark adventures and sushi. Um, I thought, I thought the extra money was just necessary for the wedding. The wedding was just the, uh, was just the intro um, to a life of needing money. Um <laughs> I was uh, I was very naive to the ways of the world and women. So anyway, so as kind of time went on, so getting into like early the next year, was kind of looking for other work, was applying to some other stuff, and and I had thought about like because I I enjoyed it when I worked for worked for Josh, and I had thought about like doing it myself at some point, and I was like, oh, you know, that'd be kind of cool. I feel like I could do it. You know, I feel like I did most of the stuff. You know, Josh taught me kind of how to do. You know most of the stuff I feel like I, at some point I could do it myself. So I thought about, I kind of looked online. So I saw even at a, a dealer out there, they had a stump grinder for sale. Uh, it was like $7,500. I didn't have $7,500, but I was like, Oh, that, that, that was like, that, that could be cool. That could be cool. But I applied for a bunch of stuff, did a couple different things, 
like as in interviews and just nothing was happening. Like I thought I had something here kind of and, and just even from listening to some of y'all's like previous episodes, like kind of whatever you've been down that road, both of y'all. Um, so anyways, so going through that process, I was like, uh, maybe I should do the stump grinder, but I was like, I was, it was such a big jump for me. And obviously I could have the option like finance it, but I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'd rather, you know, I, I went to school, I have like a degree and stuff. And I was like, I'll just get, you know, I'll find a job. But anyways, couldn't find a job uh, that I wanted. It wasn't going well. And then the guy at the dealership. So I had actually reached out once kind of asking, then he reached back. out. I was like, Hey, are you still interested in this thing? And I'm like, uh, and so I'm like, well, he's like, he's like, he's like, you can, he's like, you can, you can, you can test it if you want. You can test it out. And I was like, well, I don't have any stumps to test it out on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, well, I don't either. I'm like, okay. Um, so anyways, I had to find a location, um, where there was some. So anyways, I tried the thing out. And I was like, as I was using it, I was like, oh, man, I could do this, like kind of, you know, whatever. But at the same time being like, dude, this is for me, you know, so it was a ton of money. And so here was kind of my thing with uh, making the leap and thinking about buying a stump grinder. Um, for me, it represented, I say this all the time, like the hardest decision I've ever made. And I think this is why a lot of people don't make the leap of like doing, uh, leaping for business and like to go for it is because it represented for me like a risk that I didn't have to take. Like I had a degree, like I can find a job, like there is something else out. It may take longer. I may have to network. And it was like, oh, but you know, even though I wanted to do the business thing, like wanted to go for it. Ultimately, it still it was a it was a risk that I it was unnecessary and, and so but I was like I felt like God was like you know trying to like tell me like yeah you should do it Julie was telling me to do it like my family was like you could do it um, but for me it was still that thing of like even though at this point in my life like I had driven across the country like I had I had switched jobs I had gone to grad school I I'd, I'd done a lot of different things that seem like seemingly like whatever like leaps of faith. But really, it's like, well, when you finish college, you have to do something else, right? Like you can't just, you know, once once graduation day is like, hey, you're, you're done here. Um, and so, you know, you have to do something different when your lease ends. You have to get a new lease somewhere else. And so those are, you know, whatever leaps you have to take in life. One door slams shut. You know, nobody faults you for, you know, jumping through, you know, whatever you jump through next. But like when you still have other options that are like safer options. So basically, you know, risking financing, you know, whatever, you know, thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And for me, I just never, I never in my life ever had done something like that. I was all very risk averse. Yeah, very risk averse. And just, you know, again, I'd always wanted to do things in business. But it, again, it was such a, for me, it seemed like, you know, $7,500 might as well have been $10,000. That's about the same thing. $100,000 or a million dollars, you know, because it, it was just, you know, so far beyond anything that cost more than any vehicle I'd ever bought in my life. You know, that was like, I, you know, I was just, I bought vehicles in cash and, you know, and, and again, because I had to have a vehicle, but doing this and, you know, taking this unnecessary risk. Um, and so anyways, so like talk to the guy, whatever, whatever, me and Julia talk, whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I'll do it. Um, and so agree to the guy like verbally on the phone, like, yeah, I'm going to come buy this thing. And so anyways, on the way down there to buy this thing, I kid you not, Jill, I'm like calling like everybody I know to try to talk me out of it. I, and like, I, I'd already told, I already, I'd already told the guy on the phone. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm buying it. Like, you know, coming with the truck, you know, it's it, with trailer ready, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. Um, on the way there, I'm like calling people. I'm like, 
this is a bad idea, right? I shouldn't do this, right? Like, this is a terrible idea, right? Um, and everybody's like, no, 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 you, you got this. And like, Julia was like the last person I called. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think we can do this. I, I, you know, I, I just, this, you know, just this, no, this is just too much. Um, and she's like, no, 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 you can do it. And she was super encouraging and whatever. And I'm like, well, she's no help. She's not gonna, <laughs> she, she's not gonna help me talk some sense into me. So anyways, so I gave up on that and I was a couple minutes away at that point after I hung up with her, um, after I slammed the phone in her face, um, <laughs> you didn't and, do that. <laughs> I said, I love you, sweetie pie. Um, and then put the phone down very gently. I was probably about two minutes away from the dealership and I'm like freaking out still like talking to all those people on the phone did not help me at all. Um, and I pull into an apartment complex that was right around the corner from the dealership. And I literally just like, like head in my hands. I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do And like now looking back, it seems like, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. It's like, it's not a big deal. It's, you know, whatever, you know, you know, $7,500. But again, for me, it represented, you know, for the first time in my life, like really taking a truly unnecessary risk, truly like breaking with uh, a life that uh, even though like I trusted God and, you know, was trying to, you know, honor God with my life and, and, and do, you know, whatever God wanted, Ultimately, I never really felt like <clears throat> God called me to something that risky before. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, prior to that, I mean, probably just moving across the country, you know, for an intern program was probably the closest. But even that, I was like, I had the money. Again, I was graduating college. I had to do something. And it was just, I don't know. I just, I was like, yeah, it's going to work out. Um, but for me at that point, it was just like, I just, I mean, I was just freaking out. And uh, I had my Bible with me and uh, it had been a scripture I'd been reading. Uh, it felt uh, was kind of in line with kind of what I was going through and God was telling me. And so I opened up my Bible um, and, and really just read it again, like one more time. And it was, it's right from the beginning of uh, Joshua, um, basically where God tells Joshua, he's like, Hey, Moses is dead. You're the man now. And, you know, if you go and you're strong and you're courageous and you, you know, you follow, um, follow the words of the law and, and, you know, and stay focused, uh, be strong and courageous and I'll be with you and, and nobody will be able to stand before you. And basically just telling Joshua, Hey, you be brave. You go for it. I've got you, you know, whatever. It's easy reading the book and be like, Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be great. You know, you know, you're going to march around the walls and the walls are going to fall down and all, everything's going to be good. Um, but you know, but being in that position myself of like, Hey, be strong and courageous. Like, well, I don't, I don't really want to be strong and courageous mm -hmm. right now, but I read it and I was just like, okay, screw it. Like, I, and I felt like at that point, like for me, that was a major hurdle in my life that, uh, again, not that I would ever captain faith over here now because of it, but just to say like, that really was a turning point in my life uh, of, what I was willing to do, what I was afraid to do, what I was, you know, and, and making decisions in the face of fear. And I think a lot of people can relate to that because, you know, a lot of people wanted to do or want to do something, but you worry about, you know, Hey, what will people think? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, and, 
you know, and ultimately it's like, Hey, with God, you know, if God's calling you to do something and you're sure about it, um, if you're not sure about it, you know, you keep praying and like, even like whatever with financing the machine and stuff, you know, even that can be a, you know, a slippery slope. I, you know, I'm, I'm not just saying whatever, if you have a wild idea, you know, whatever, go into a bunch of debt, you know, most of the time, I think God, uh, absolutely just endorses sound, you know, mm-hmm. business practices, sound, you know, responsibility, these things, but there are times in the life of a believer where God will call you to do something, you know, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't really make sense and it's not really safe, you know, Hey, march around the walls, you know, mm-hmm. and blow the trumpets. It's like, well, that's not, you know, all those guys, you know, you know, staying with the Joshua story there, all of those guys were men of war and they understood, you know, it's not how you win battles by marching around walls and blowing trumpets. And yet that's what God was saying. And so the choice was theirs. And it's like, hey, do you, are you going to say, hey, that's not how we fight? Or are you going to say, hey, if God says it, you know, we're going to go for it. And, you know, he says, be strong and courageous and I'm with you, then I'm, I'm going to go for it. And so for me, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, whatever happens, you know, whatever happens, happens. So I'm going to go for it. Um, so anyways, pulled out of that parking lot, pulled into the other parking lot, bought the machine, and ironically, as soon as I bought the machine, like the, like the extreme, like, I mean, cause my stomach was just like a knots. And like, after I bought it, ironically, now that I like was out all the money and now it's like, Oh, how am I going to make this work? Like, ironically, like all the butterflies went away after I just mm-hmm. did it. And it made me really realize that the fear, you know, was more than anything. It wasn't even the money. It was the fear of what if, what if, what if. And very ironically, so here's the, uh, so here's some great encouragement for anybody uh, looking to start a business. A week after I bought the machine, so the biggest risk I've ever taken in my life, you know, now I got to figure out how to get work, how to, you know, whatever market. Yeah. How to, you know, how to, how to get money. So, you know, whatever traditional marketing, you know, signs, advertising, the internet, blah, 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 blah. But if things get bad enough or you're, you know, early on, you, you can even just go door to door knocking, you know, plenty of people find work, you know, handymen, different businesses, tree guys, plenty of guys, you know, start or even maintain a business model that supports that. Uh, but ironically, a week after I bought the stump grinder is when the COVID quarantine started. Um, and so I literally oh. could, uh, my, bu- my business was uh, uh, declared non-essential and I didn't even, so I wasn't allowed legally to operate the business and I couldn't even go door to door because people thought I would be carrying a, a virus that was going to kill them. And so nobody would even open the door. So I literally like, I literally was dead in the water. Like you imagine what is the worst possible thing that could happen yeah. if you try to start a business pretty much that's what happened but then we ended up moving brought the grinder with us started the business on the east coast um, and everything went great so i really you know really turned a corner that i'm like yeah not really not afraid of taking risks as much anymore which again you know for up until that point um i mean which is so funny to make you know a, a stump grinder such a spiritual thing but um, up until that point in my life, you know, definitely fear, you know, was a formidable enemy for me and fear of going for it, fear of risking it. And then at this point in my life, really turned a corner on that. And so, yeah, moving here, it's like, yeah, I knew it was a risk and knew it would be like tough because things were going well in North Carolina. But uh, it was just like, hey, you know, again, kind of same thing. If this is what God is doing, if this is the road we're supposed to go down, then, you know, it, it'll 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 work out. God will take care of it. And, you know, ultimately, so my dad has this saying that I've kind of adopted. Um, I'd rather fall on my face than fall on my butt, 
meaning I'd rather go for it, you know, just, just go, just, just go for it, just all the way in and trip on and fall on my face and, and, you know, just look like a fool running after it and, and fail. I'd rather that happen than just back up from every opportunity and every, you know, just you know, whatever trip and fall on my butt because mm-hmm. I was never willing to go for it. And so kind of a country saying, but uh, but I, I've kind of adopted it a little bit as my own. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather fall on my face than fall on my butt. And so, you know, if there's an opportunity to go for it and you feel like, you know, ultimately you have to feel like, and di- and maybe at some point in my life I'll think differently about this, but, you know, whatever's different schools of thought of, you know, do you just, you know, kind of make your plans and God goes along with it, you know, and or do you, you know, seek God for direction? He gives you a direction and you go. There's a specific path that God, God has for you and different people believe different things. Um, and I think there's, you know, with the Bible, there's room for, you know, both of those personally, I've never been able to get away from the belief of, yeah, God has a specific path for your life. If you miss that path, I don't think you're dead ended. You know, God will work things in your favor. I mean, I think we mess things up all the time and God, you know, is able, um, you know, to always redirect things in a favorable way for us um, when we, you know, are trying to do what honors him. But I do believe um, he has a specific path for our lives, you know, and, you know, with starting the business with moving, moving again, you know, those things at this point in my life, you know, it's like, if I feel like, Hey, you know, I I feel like that's what God's doing, you know, for me now, it just really just becomes a more thing of obedience more than anything else. You know, I, I, I I've tried to reset my thinking of, you know, I used to be such like a pros and cons person. I remember when I was in college, I would like make lists of like, oh, I could do this for like three years, then this for like five years, you know, whatever, you know, establish this resume, go this, you know, whatever, join the military, go to grad school, get a PA, whatever it may be, and kind of pros and cons of everything. And as time has gone on, I feel like I've gotten further and further away from that of just, you know, see God, see what he has for you and really trust, you know, trust good things for you when you really believe that, God, that path that I'm talking about, that specific path that if you seek God, he'll show you the way. If you really believe that it is the best path, the good path, the happy path, the joyous path, the peaceful path, the love path, you know, everything you want in life is down that path. Um, It becomes uh, easier and easier, you know, to follow that path and trust and, and obeying God and trusting God, um, mm-hmm. becomes, you know, becomes what you want to do because you no longer believe, you know, I think so many young people, myself included for a very long time, you know, believe, you know, that there's this tension. It's like, Oh yeah, I want to live this fun, happy life. And God wants me to, you know, whatever, live a boring, holy life, you know? And it's like, you know, well, why can't I have fun first and then you know, do what God wants later? Wouldn't that make the most sense? But it's poor theology, you know, God, uh, you know, in Psalms, uh, it says no good thing will God withhold from those who walk uprightly. And another Psalm, it says those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Um, if you believe that God is the one who wants to provide those things for you, um, it, it doesn't, it, you know, it, it, it's not that hard to, to, to trust him. Um, and really, you know, that's really what the life of being a believer is all about. It's not about whatever, uh, believing just that God exists or believing in, you know, the right way to live. Um, it's a believing in, you know, it's, it's a trust. It's like, do you trust him? That, that really is the ultimate question of, 
of God and Christianity and the relationship with God. Do you trust him? Do you really trust him? Um, and if you get far enough down that road to be like, hey, I, yeah, I, I do trust him, then no matter what the obstacles are, no matter what, you know, the fear, the possibilities, the risk, the danger, it's like if he's calling you to it, and it's like, well I, well, I trust them. And so it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go down that road and let the chips fall where they may. Um, and, chips, get it? Uh, yeah, little wood chips. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> 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 so you did there. Uh, and let the wood chips fall where they may. So is I believe that um, that God leads you to bigger and bigger challenges, bigger and bigger responsibilities. Um, and so I think there will be things in the future, you know, and, and I think that's the way, you know, God really does it and grows you and builds you. Um, but definitely have turned a corner in my, as far as that goes. That's awesome. I have a pretty situation of you buying the, you know, taking the leap of faith on the business. Do you feel like God was putting things on your heart prior to that, that you said, no to out of fear or like having that same anxious feeling like and I know like you said God directs our, our steps but do you feel like there were times in the past where that might have happened or do you feel like this was a pivotal moment of like I'm going to step into business yes or no yes there was definitely there was a thing this was this is super random but as soon as you asked the question it made me think of it and I haven't thought about this in a long time um, where I went to undergrad and shout out UNC Wilmington mm-hmm. um, they have a tradition there so every year they have a thing they call it business week and it's the coolest thing they do and honestly as part of business school it was the coolest thing so basically every year um during business week they bring in i mean dozens and dozens and dozens of like business leaders all throughout their alumni network all throughout north carolina all throughout whatever and all they do is just do sessions and talking about what business they do after I graduated, um, uh, when I was in grad school, me and my dad flipped a house as a way to like, get through grad school and pay for it and whatever, whatever. It was a super cool experience doing that. Like, And so I got back in touch with my, my real estate professor, who I really liked from UNCW, and told him, I was like, hey, I, just, I thought you would think this is cool, you know, because essentially it was using the exact knowledge we learned in, you know, in his real estate class to flip a house. Um, and so it kind of just showed him pictures and whatever, you know, reconnect with him and he actually invited me to come back to to business week and to like share about the experience and this was when I was in Seattle I I didn't do it I first of all I didn't have I didn't have the money but I never even like inquired I mean they might have had a travel budget they might have you know you know you know lots of things were possible but I ultimately was was scared um, I was like, ah, myself out of it. And immediately after the event had passed, I regretted it. And I was like, you know, that was an opportunity for me. Uh, who knows who I could have gotten to talk to or impacted or whatever. Um, that was an opportunity of a thing where it would have been a financial risk. Just to be honest at the time, just didn't have much money. Um, but it, you know, I didn't even knock on the door, you know. Uh, and I'm sure there are, I mean, to be, I mean, if I really thought about it, I'm sure there was, um, other things, other opportunities. And I think for, you know, maybe not as big as, you know, whatever, uh, starting a business or you know, buying an expensive piece of equipment. Um, but things in their life, whether yeah. it's, you know, whatever, reaching out to somebody or, you know, saying something, encouraging word, you know, whatever. And it's just like, Oh, but what if they think I'm weird or, Oh, you know, what if, uh, and it's, it's part of why being an encouraging person is, is such a powerful gift because, you know, you can, 
you whatever bring because everybody's going through it everybody's has dreams everybody has things that god is leading them to do and at the same time everybody has fears and everybody has doubts and everybody has you know whatever people who discourage them and you know having the gift of encouragement and being able to be like no you can do it you can do it you can do it and you look at i mean pretty much every if you read the autobiographies of any successful people in life almost everybody has a story of whether it was their dad or their uncle or their high school football coach or a random or whatever but some person who was like no you can do it you can do it you can do it mm-hmm. and it really is like man it's wild to think you know this person's famous for whatever being a famous NFL star you know you know whatever some old man who believed in them i, I don't know if to say the key to their success but it, in some ways it was and to think you know that we could all you know potentially play those roles in the lives of other people uh is a is a is a pretty cool thing and i think for me personally having walked through it um as far as you know taking big risks in my own life yeah grateful that you know whatever for the opportunity to share that with other people and really believing that yeah, it's part of why god wants us to do it is to help others to do the same yeah yeah i love that so much and like you just said with the remembering too like in next seasons to come and even moving here to florida after north carolina and the thought of restarting the business again it's just remembering like he showed up once and he's gonna do it again and mm-hmm. um also being able to share that with other people so i just love you i love you my thanks for listening to the yours is the story podcast we really want to hear stories from you you can email us at yours the story at gmail.com or dm us on instagram we'll see you next time